right, welcome to the Life of Learning podcast. I'm Justus Frank, and I am coming to you from my lounge area, which is basically in a paddock surrounded by trees. Um, so yeah, you might, throughout the podcast, you might be hearing some birds chirping in the background, and you might hear the occasional squawk of a pukeko. Um, and I do love that sort of being a bit more in nature and just not being quite so crowded um, in a city and so that's what I'm going to kind of talk about today recently I did a podcast and also wrote an article uh, where I started discussing um, this this idea of, of urbanization and I had some thoughts around it so in terms of the greater context of what I was talking about I was saying that as people become more free uh, we have less loyalty towards a collective such as an organization and we gain greater loyalty to real people that we know um, so our family and also um, people that we are close to within our community and I speculated regarding this that maybe we would see a slowing down of urbanization as we're now more capable of working from anywhere and that those people who do become free agents, so, so to speak, seek um, personal relationships above becoming part of the mass, part of the collective within a city. So I looked this up and yes, uh, while urbanization is indeed continuing, the rate at which it is happening is uh, slowing down, particularly in developed nations. And I recently watched um, and read some more. Um, this kind of came across, I'm not fully sure actually how I came across this, but it, it sparked my interest. And I ended up watching and reading about the mouse utopia experiments that were conducted um, by John Calhoun um, around the 1970s and the experiment basically went like this um, so they were conducted on mice and they were done to see what would happen when mice are given a constant supply of drinking water food and nesting material in a within a limited area um, and there's some really interesting things that happen so one of the things that uh, is probably not surprising um, in terms of if you think about mice is that there was a initial population boom and but the interesting thing was that as the population grew basically and grew and grew eventually the mice actually stopped breeding and the population uh, began to rapidly decline to the point where they would have completely died out um, due to the fact that they were no longer interested in breeding. So even when the population started going down, they still didn't regain um, this desire to actually breed. And there are a lot of interesting points with the study. Now, of course, there's also criticisms that you could make regarding the study, but I think it's, it is quite fascinating. And one of them was also the antisocial aspects that came into play. So a lot of mice, they turned, basically most mice turned lethargic, um, but often they also turned aggressive. Um, but there were also others that 
that were eventually called by the researchers, they were called the beautiful ones. And that's because these mice, they didn't fight, they didn't breed, they didn't spend a whole lot of time interacting with, with other mice, but they spent most of their time actually preening themselves, and exactly, they didn't, because they didn't get into fights, their, their fur and everything was in top condition, um, and they were, because they had access to food and water, they were, um, you know, as such, they were kind of healthy in, in one sense, but their interaction with the other mice was basically zero, and yeah, they didn't breed at all. So, there are obviously limitations when it comes to making connections with humans um, regarding these experiments, although Callahoon uh, certainly did try to make a few of these, and as I was looking into this further, I became more interested about what was happening, I came across a really interesting comment, and I just found it very, very interesting to the point that I just want to share it on here as well. So I'm just going to read this, read this out, this comment out. And it says this, The society of mice changed because of overpopulation. Each mouse now has too many other mice to interact with. And that means each mouse has less value as a friend or partner. If there are two people in a cage, they will either become enemies or friends, or they will ignore. But one thing is for sure, the other person in the cage is very important to them in some way. If you put a thousand in, a, in the same cage, suddenly it becomes a free-for-all. The neighbor doesn't matter because if you don't like him, I can you can simply find somebody else. And you can keep trying because there are so many other people. At the same time, every other person also places such a low value on me the same way I do on them. And this is, creates a society in which nobody can become close to each other anymore because there's a perception that someone out there is a better person to spend time with than this flawed neighbor of mine. So if there are 7 billion people, why bother with anyone less than perfect? And so finding nobody perfect, and we never will, we eventually realize it isn't worth spending time with anybody at all. And at this point, you may become a beautiful one, or you decide enough of this and you lower your standards and be more real with people and give them more chances to make things right in your relationships. Yeah, so this was a comment on on, uh, on a YouTube video regarding this, and I just found it, yeah, I found it really insightful and th thought it was really good. And the thing is that we're seeing this uh, being played out to a certain degree, certainly in our, in our own society. And in particular, when I think of some of the gender conflicts that we are having in society. Uh, we've seen the rise of more and more women uh, choosing to remain single and childless. And men likewise um, have moved towards opting out of relationships often. Uh, and this can be seen within the MGTOW uh, movement in particular. Now, um, there's a, a YouTuber called Alexander Grace, and he's got some excellent content, and strongly encourage you to check it out. Um, and he makes the point in a recent video that our modern oversaturated access to members of the opposite sex has made finding a partner uh, far harder and also less desirable. Uh, he points out that single rates have jumped by 20% in the last decade for 18 to 29 year olds. 
the way that human sexuality generally works is that the beauty of young women is attractive to men um, and so a woman will then usually have a collection of suitors vying for her attention from which the, she then makes a selection um, often based on the man's status and a few other attributes so I know that's a very big broad generalization but um, that's basically how it works and in former times there was much more of a limited pool of suitors um, from which the woman could choose um, so if you think within a, a small town or a small village um, yeah it was a lot easier to I guess pair up because there was actually there was a, a limit to to the amount of people that they could actually get attention for um, but in today's culture people can get attention so easily um, particularly if you think about women on Instagram and places like that they can often get male attention in particular very very easily um, and to excessive amounts really and because there is so much attention women often feel that they can put off settling down um, because well they're getting so much attention and that somehow this is going to continue on forever um, for guys it's kind of the other way around if you talk to a lot of guys these days you know many are feeling that the standard the bar is so high in terms of women's standards and bars are so high that they need to be these massively impressive uh, people just to even have a chance and the result is that that many men are just giving up on women altogether um, because they feel that the standard is so high and that the woman can al always move on to someone who uh, uh, shows them more attention uh, has more status all sorts of things and so we're losing this connection so even though we've got this ability to keep connect with far more people these days it's that very fact that actually means that we lose out on those more personal connections and our weaken it's weakening our ability to form uh, strong family units and you know one of the central messages behind what I'm doing and what I'm saying is to not focus so much on impressing the wider world and not getting all your feedback from the wider world but actually to focus first and foremost on the personal so starting with your own life examining your relationship with yourself and then also looking at the relationships that you have with people that you actually have a personal connection with within your family and within your community and that's why I'm so keen on like these concepts that I've been talking about for instance like free learning um, as a way of education and also free agency as a, as a way of working um, because these give us a freedom to first and foremost pursue meaningful relationships um, and our current way of sort of thinking about things education is often seen as a, as a main and purposeful like that's kind of what we often think that's the main job of what, what children are supposed to do is there's we need to make them learn stuff um, and the same with adults in terms of the main thing that they're supposed to do is is to work um, but exactly I want 
in a sense I'm trying to turn that around and say actually our personal relationships are the most important and in fact learning will happen um, as a as a outgrowth of personal relationships and work will happen as an outgrowth um, is that the right word an outgrowth of of our personal relationships as well and when we work when our focus is more on the personal rather than uh, trying to impress and trying to be part of this vague collective out there so just like the mice it seems that as a society we got so excited by our growth um, that we didn't realize that along the way we began losing some of the most vital parts of our humanity and that is our you know our personal connection now I just want to make one thing clear here is that I'm not against what happened in the Industrial Revolution and the Agricultural Revolution. I'm not um, looking back and, and trying to um, say all those things are wrong and how could you know we have done all this. I think that actually what we came through as, as a species, as humanity, has been amazing. And I also reject this common call to basically go back to return to the state of an animal and just be ruled by our instincts alone um, to basically do away with technology as such and which is a very strong tendency within our current culture but we don't want to look back at the past um, oh, we, sorry we don't want to look down at the past but we want to actually take the lessons um, that we can learn from there and then make positive changes for our future. Yep, we are a complicated creature, um, but some of the things that are fundamentally human is our ability to explore, to learn, to understand, and I just hope we can come to understand a bit more about how we function as human beings and that we can then turn that into um, acting in a, in a person, personally powerful way um, that will actually be of great benefit um, to the future of humanity. So may we heed the warning from the beautiful ones who spent their final days preening themselves out of existence and hope that we can actually recapture the importance of the person beside us. So that's uh, what I wanted to share with you today. I hope you really enjoyed this podcast and hopefully you can um, subscribe there's a pukikos out there squawking around i uh, hope you can sub, um, subscribe to this feed and, and just um, keep watching along and i hope you find this interesting all right thanks a lot cheers bye